Deluxe Corp, ticker DLX. Again, this came through our screen. Checks? Yeah, checks. It, it's our low multiple good balance sheet screen that we just ran a little while ago. Um, and this one comes out pretty good. Six times EBITDA, a long history of mid-20s in EBITDA margins, a 60s on gross margin, which tells you that they're doing something proprietary. And the amazing thing, uh, these guys have been left for dead for a decade because they do paper. And well, I got I got papers going away. You know, listen to these numbers though, and that's this is what's really surprising me. I would have said the exact same thing. In 2009 during the recovery, this stock was essentially flat. In 2010 it was up 55. It took a rest in 2011 and it's up 34% this year. I mean, this thing is just you look at this chart and it's just surging ahead, taking a little bit of a breather, surging ahead. And that that surprises me, especially when I hear Apple talking about a pocketless world where you can buy airline tickets on your phone and check out supermarket stuff. And you think you move into that digital environment. Wow, so people still you still think people will use checks. Well, I'll tell you, look at the companies that they own. Uh, of course, Deluxe, people are used to that with the checks. But they own something called NEBS, New England Business Systems was the old name, Safeguard, McBee, PS Print. Uh, Logo, Mojo, etc. These are all regional printers who used yeah. to print the forms that ran corporate America. Just think, before computers, every company had all their forms. Just think of the government. They're still on forms, okay? So everyone had paper forms, and these companies would not only print them, but they would help you design them for your business. And then once you were on to that, you were hooked. And it wasn't just a matter of you could print them yourself. Printing used to be a little tricky. And then even in the modern age, they would have things that were hard to do in your office, like adhesives or triplicate or, you know, what have you, or, you know, raised letters and different colors. So they've rolled up all these firms, and you can tell that these forms are still very proprietary because otherwise there's no way you could get a 65% gross margin. Right. Bear in mind, that means that... The stuff that you're selling them, the raw material costs 35 cents, and people are paying a buck for that. Yep. yep. So why? Well, they can't do it themselves for whatever reason. So and obviously, investors love the story because it's been you know it's been four years of a, just a great looking chart ever since the recovery, and it just it just keeps chugging along. So people out there know the story, even though interestingly enough, um, there's only three, three top analysts that follow that. Yeah, but but. Clearly, the, the, the story's powerful enough that the stock's discovered, but yeah. It's a, but one thing I will say, great. I don't know how much of the sales, so sales are flat. They are for, for four, four five, years. Wait, almost five. Why? And what you don't know is how many of these companies, because I remember this company, and I remember these little companies they bought. So were they buying those along the way to prevent their sales from going down? Is there actually organic contraction and the only way they made it up is by buying companies they did manage to improve their margins so they were undoubtedly taking cost out during that time um, they have some debt here so that's worth considering as well total debt to equity is uh, 245 percent and total debt to capital is 71 percent so there uh, there is a little bit of debt here I can't exactly tell uh, what the interest coverage is here, unfortunately, in the sheet I'm looking at, 
Uh, it's not telling me that, Mo. I can't. Uh, I don't okay. see a number. But uh, that's something you got to check out. But otherwise, um, six times EBITDA. I think that's a sixteen percent cash on cash return. And I just gotta. I got to think about uh, looking at this thing pretty carefully. And you know, you you said uh, you know what do you think the odds are that the uh, the um, sales growth, which has been flat for the last couple of years, doesn't include some component of acquisition to beef those numbers up, which would hide a shrinking market. I, I don't think that's the case because I'm just looking at shares out have been the same for the last five years. Debt's been essentially the same for the last six or seven years. So they didn't yeah, issue right. any shares. They didn't issue any debt. They can't pay for a that many acquisitions with cash flow. So to me, it suggests, yeah. yep, the market's relatively flat. These guys are doing okay in that flattish marketplace. Um, and it's a 3% yield. We forgot to say that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's guess the dividend. Oh, look at let's that. Let's do that dividend. Okay. We're going to go back. Go way back. I do my best work when you have a long history of dividends. 2007. Now, I know that you were talking with uh, our colleague down the hall about, or was he talking to me about um, creating his three-dimensional arrays to assess variance and covariance? Uh, that's the best. That's the best practice. So sure. you're going to employ <laughs> something like that on purely a mental basis? I just like to do that right in my head. Yeah. Okay, okay, ready. Let's go. 2007. Okay. One dollar. One dollar. Check. 2008. One dollar. One dollar. Check. 2009, $1. $1. Check. 2010? Yep. A dollar. One dollar. One dollar is? Check. Got that. 2011? Yes, sir. One dollar? One dollar. Check. And 2012? 2012, one dollar. So I know Check. that you maybe want to explain, maybe you don't. I don't know how proprietary the algorithms that you're employing to... Do the regression analysis Monte Carlo simulations on this so you can come up yeah. with a relatively sophisticated band. It's hard to even explain how I do it, Mo. Is frankly. it? Well, you want me to try to predict next year's uh, dividend? I do. Should we take a pause and give you 15 minutes, or are you going to do this live? Yeah, we'll just Real pause. Time. Yeah, let's take a few minutes, but just pause it so that we don't have to make the listeners wait. I got it, Mo. What's that? One dollar I'm going to predict for next year. You and are. that's a 3.2% yield. Well, there you have it. Thank and you. it doesn't get any more sophisticated or accurate than I that. I somehow, I get this tingly feeling over me. I don't even know. I think that's, I'm like channeling that. It's a little too much I'm information. I'm channeling about. it from somewhere. I'm, I don't, it's good that I don't you're even tingling. know where that information comes from. Good you're tingling. Okay. Uh, 